we had to look at the fruit, right? Like just because we've done it this way, just because I want to do it this mm-hmm. way. If it's not bearing the fruit of joy and peace and hope and, you know, what, what we hope to be the fruits of the season, then maybe we can lay down our Catholic card for a minute and say that a nightly family rosary isn't going to work because it's just stressful. Yeah. And it's not actually providing the fruit that we're hoping that it will provide. Oh my gosh. If getting through this last week of your Jesse tree is causing regular meltdowns, let it go. This episode of Beyond Sunday is brought to you by Assumption University in Windsor, Ontario. One of Canada's most historic Catholic institutes of higher learning, tracing its origins to 1857. Learn more about their online graduate diploma in Catholic studies by going to assumptionu.ca or follow them on Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, or Instagram. Welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us, striving to weave the Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm Rocky McCormick, your other co-host. Grab the tape and scissors to finish wrapping those last-minute presents and find those birthday candles for Jesus. But join us as we talk, laugh, and reflect on our experiences raising Catholic families and discovering God within our everyday lives. Rocky. Yes, Nicole. Do you like surprise parties? I do not. What about just surprises in general? Eh, I, yeah, no, I'm a control freak. We've, ex- we've established this in the last year. I like control, so surprises do not give me control. Mm. So not really, but I do have to say that I have a fun surprise party memory. Oh. So Tara, who was filling in for me the last three weeks, so or last three episodes, whatever, weeks, episodes. Yeah, it was weeks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Welcome. Still getting over the fog in my head from from being sick. So thank you, Tara, for filling in for me. We sort of share a brain, so it was hopefully somewhat similar. Yes. She's just a little more holy and a little more energetic than I am. (laughs) Anyway, for my 40th birthday, my husband and she were in cahoots and planned a surprise birthday party for me. All I was told was, let's go to dinner and bring socks. Bring socks. Socks. Yes. Interesting. Like on your feet or like extra socks? Well, either wear socks or bring them with me if I was wearing sandals. Yes. Okay. Um, And so I'm thinking, oh, we're going bowling. Mm -hmm. Because where else am I going to need socks? That seems logical. It does. We were not bowling. We went roller skating <gasps> for my 40th birthday. That Nicole. amazing. Yes, but I'm 40. I am not 14. I am not like 11. I am not as limber as I used was to be. Was there like 80s and 90s music? Oh, absolutely. Did I mean, you it was skate fun. to the chicken dance? Oh, I don't think we did that one. I don't think that was that was there. But yeah, totally. Like total flashback to Skate Town in Marshalltown, Iowa. You know, oh my goodness. it was fantastic. Had the neon lights. Everything was super fun. We were super sore. Oh my gosh. I would have been there with overalls with like one strap on. Oh, yeah. You know that look? Remember that? Yeah. Those big hoop oh, earrings. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Had I known, I would have pulled out like the neon like bracelets. <laughs> oh, yes. The bracelets. Yes. Maybe some jellies. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Oh, for our younger audience, you can Google all these 80s references. <laughs> <laughs> but also, my 40th, apparently, my 40th year was just a year of surprises. Tara, like, kicked off a year of surprises because also in my 40th year um I uh, ended up having a baby which well that is surprising very much not necessarily intentionally planned yeah so my youngest child was a 40th birthday surprise that's a nice present or at least a 40th year surprise Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah so um 
I don't love surprise parties or or surprises like that in general, but you know, I do love my son. Yeah. That's so why nice are we talking present. about surprises? Well, you we all know that this has been a very short advent. Oh. And this coming Sunday is the fourth Sunday of Advent, but it's also Christmas Eve. So surprise! Was it like twenty-four hours of fourth Sunday from yeah, vigil to it's, vigil? It's it's kind of intense, right? For get it all in. Sing sing seven. Do we sing O Come Emmanuel seven times? Light the candle seven times. <laughs> Once every few hours. <laughs> get get that full weekend. Just hurry in <laughs> right. and cram the whole week into one day. Absolutely. Twelve hours. Right. You can do it. Right. The O and Stephans just throw them all in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Day. It's it just feels a little bit like. Like it snuck up on us. It, it did. Um, but in some other way, it feels like the world has been trying to tell us to celebrate this whole time, right? Like we've been kind of oh my gosh, almost like, like swimming against the current. And like right. Tara and I talked about this last week, like and the week before too, like, like everybody has been celebrating Christmas since July 5th. And <laughs> I was going to say September, but she's not wrong. And and here we are like trying to remind our kids like, no, it's still Advent. Right. And, and one of the things we said approaching the second week of Advent is like you would never throw a surprise birthday party and like start eating the cake and have the whole party before the guest of honor even shows up. I mean, you you might. <laughs> it would defeat the purpose, but you know, cake be is like, delicious. Happy birthday. We already ate your cake. <laughs> right? That sounds like a bad 90s sitcom. Let's be honest. <laughs> right? It's just not, that doesn't really sound fun. No. So like we've been really trying to like encourage our kids to like slow down a little bit, like right. be waiting and joyful anticipation and now it's like it's the fourth Sunday of Advent also get dressed we're going to mass because it's Christmas Eve yes and before anyone asks no you can't just like do a double header like, yeah there's no there's no like, I mean you can do a no double header if you do one in the morning and right right, right. but there's no mass. there's no two for ones right no double dipping no there you go that's the word I'm looking yes. for yes no double dipping so double the headers four o'clock family mass does not count as your fourth Sunday of Advent. correct Correct. You need to go Just twice. Yes. Yeah, I think I got ahead of myself there. But anyway, the the other reason I think that we are talking about surprises is as we're looking at kind of the readings for for it, this short week of Advent. You know, we're we're supposed to expect the unexpected, mm-hmm. right? We're supposed to be prepared. We don't know. We don't know when he's coming. But I think that sometimes that produces a lot of fear. Yeah, right? like the fear of the unknown, the things we don't understand. But also like that not knowing can be joyful. Yes. Right? Like we look forward to opening presents and we don't know what they are, even if we've submitted a list that's 10 pages long. No, I totally agree. And actually, I have a really interesting um, real life Mm -hmm. example of that. So in my house, my kids are all bigger now. Um, I don't really hide Christmas gifts. Oh. Uh, they live in a box mm-hmm. in my room. Like they're they're covered. It's not like you can see them all, okay. but they're they're all just like hanging out in a box in my room until I wrap them. Mm. Um, and my husband and I usually wrap them like on December twenty third. So I'm sorry, Russ. I'm coming for you when we're done recording. <laughs> and we're gonna have so to. So you wrap really all are gonna grab the tape and yes, the scissors and wrap those presents. <laughs> so my intro was for you. Yes, this was for <laughs> you, Russ. So they live in a box in my room, and and the kids all know where they are, and yeah. and I just say like, look. This is where they live. If you feel like spoiling your surprise, yeah, that's on you. I'm not right. gonna. I remember I'm, doing that yeah. like as a teen, I, but my parents didn't. They wrapped it and put it under the tree. But one year I got crafty and I was like, I took scissors and I like carefully <gasps> unpeeled it. Sneaky. I was. I was terrible. Terrible. Amazing. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Christmas morning sucked because I was like, well, I'm not. You're like, oh, I already knew. I already knew what I was getting. Yeah. Thank you. 
Lesson I learned. pretended to be, you know, surprised, but still. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, here's the thing, though. Like, we, we read in the scriptures, right? Like, the things we give our children as humans are nothing compared to the gifts that God has Amen. for us. Right? Nothing. Nothing. Um, so why don't we do the same with what God has for us, even in the in- unexpected and unknown? And so I think the challenge in this very short fourth week of Advent... <laughs> So this 24 hours um, and throughout the Christmas season really is how do we create a posture of joyful anticipation? Yeah. Or at least a little bit of trust that in God revealing his goodness in the unknown and in the surprises of life, that those are going to be things that we enjoy. Yeah. And he's not going to pull the rug out from under us. Right. And I really think this challenge speaks to us as parents, especially this we're approaching this last week. Right. Like we are really feeling the pressure of like making sure that everything has been purchased and wrapped and that and that food plans have been made and and desserts have been baked and cookies have been decorated. And and it's so easy to get wrapped up in all these things that we can control that I think the challenge there is letting it go. (laughs) Stop looking at me. (laughs) But 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 it really is right. Like we we do get wrapped up because there are a lot of these things that we can control. (laughs) I see what you're I'm back. (laughs) Rocky has arrived. Rocky is in the building. Anyway. Right. So we get wrapped up in the things we can control. And rightly so. We want to have a nice holiday with our families. We want everything to be joyful. And so we do a lot of work in advance to really prepare and make it, you know, as much or as close to what our vision for it could be. Right. But but this is the big challenge. How do we do that? But also still, like you said, leave space to expect the unexpected. Be still joyful and trusting. And I think the thing that has been on my heart a lot this Advent season, because we have entered a season where we have older kids and not all of them want to do the things that we have done in the past. Not all of them wanted to enter in fully to all of our Advent traditions necessarily. Um, You know, there was some rolling of the eyes and some sighing and Mm -hmm. all of that. Like how, and it, it really weighed heavy on my heart. Like how do we still create an atmosphere of wonder? Yeah. Even if maybe what we did in the past isn't going to fit anymore. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've talked about this before, too, right? Like, we got to roll with it. Just because we did it before doesn't mean it's going to continue to work all the time. Like, we need to be able to be fluid and to see where God is moving, where the Holy Spirit might be moving. How can we make adjustments? But then how do we still provide that sense of wonder and joy? That's a really good thought. And I... I think one of the big challenges that we all have, especially this time of year, is making space for quiet to be mm-hmm. able to hear when the Lord might be saying, "It's time for you to change course." Yes, but or maybe it's I don't time want for you, to. right? But but I, but I made all these I plans. Know, right? I have a list. I need to this check the things. This is the way off. we do it. <laughs> so, like making a little bit of space yeah. to be quiet and hear when He's asking you to change mm-hmm. course, or like. You know, sometimes I'll hear, for example, in adoration, I've definitely mm. heard him say, like, that thing you're doing, no, <laughs> stop. Right. And I, I and like that, it's very clear, right? Yeah. Like, you're you're pouring a lot of time and energy into this, and this isn't this isn't where you need to be right now. Like, look at yourself. You're tired. Right. You're well, exhausted. Exactly, like, you feel talked, terrible. Why talked, are you still doing it? Right. <laughs> we had to look at the fruit. Right. Like, just because we've done it this way, just because I want to do it this mm-hmm. way, if it's not bearing the fruit of joy and peace and hope, and you know what what we hope to be the fruits of the season, then maybe we can lay down our Catholic card for a minute and say that a nightly family rosary isn't going to work because it's just stressful. Yeah. 
and it's not actually providing the fruit that we're hoping that it will provide. Oh my gosh. If getting through this last week of your Jesse tree is causing regular meltdowns, let it go. <laughs> Don't start singing. You knew, you, you knew. You I knew. I didn't. It was coming. <laughs> you did. Know it was coming. <laughs> so how do we create that joyful anticipation? Ooh. What are we joyfully anticipating? Yeah, right? I th- so one of the things that we can talk about a little bit mm-hmm. next week, too, is the idea that for us, for Catholics, the Christmas season is just getting started on yes. Christmas and that it's long. Right. So we have a lot of time after Christmas to carry out that celebration and kind mm-hmm. of like spread that joy around. So when we get to the point where the kids are like three seconds from post-holiday letdown... <laughs> It's a good time to remind ourselves and our family that we have lots of other really wonderful things to continue to celebrate, even after Christmas Day has ended. Absolutely. And, you know, I think we can also just anticipate that there's going to be moments we don't anticipate. Mm -hmm. And so prepare for the unexpected. Um, And like to look for those pleasant surprises, too, I think is really nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, too, in... We had three points and I jumped ahead on the first one. So we're moving on to two because <laughs> the first one was yes. the, the double feature mass. Yes. Um, again, shortest fourth week of Advent ever possible, which I think it really is throwing me off. Yeah. Like this is the shortest Advent we could possibly Cause have. Because it felt like Advent started late, right? It did. And now it feels like yeah. it's really short. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but... I think for me, as I was praying on some of this, like how do we continue to create that joy or at least joyful anticipation? The Mary and Zechariah came to, to mind, right? Like both of them had these encounters with the Lord that were like things to ponder, things that were unexpected, things that made no sense in their head. But we see the difference between pondering in faith and being a skeptic, mm. Right, like Mary and Zechariah have very different outcomes to their questioning of the Lord. Mary questions in faith, not as a yeah, right, but more like trying to understand what God is doing. Whereas Zechariah is like, dude, I don't know. you're crazy. Honestly, right? that's like, like my favorite line. He's like, my wife is old. Right. <laughs> He's like, seriously, God, seriously? my wife is old. Do you know how old she is? Because <laughs> you know, like God wouldn't. Know. I would so be Zechariah. Let's just be honest. I'd be like, I um, think we've all been there. We have all been there. Like, do you do you do you know what you're talking? Like, have this you is not... seen the situation here? Like, you are aren't you present in this? Do you see the mess? Right. Do you know that you're talking to me and not someone else over right, there like, who has clearly done exactly. a much better job of this than I have? Because I definitely don't. Feel I think qualified. you've got the wrong girl. <laughs> yes. Like, that. thank goodness he didn't come to me and be like, uh, I think you got the wrong girl. <laughs> Let's see. Go, go go visit Tara down the street. <laughs> Sorry, Tara. Um, but really, there is such an importance of discerning what we're being called to or not being called to. Yes. Like, what is the Lord asking of us rather than what is the thing that we want to do? Yes. And in faith, being open to his response and not being completely incredulous when yeah. he says, X is what I would like from you. And having that faith, you know, acting out of that faith is an act of trust, yeah. which also is an act of releasing some control. We're not great at that. Why do you keep looking at me? Because <laughs> I'm talking to you. Oh, you are. That's right. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's absolutely true. Yes. Right. And and I do think like Mary is such a good example of that. Yeah. But it isn't this blind like, okay, whatever. 
Right. She does ask her questions. She gives her fiat, but she asks the questions. I love the way she asks it, though. She says, "How will this be?" Right. I know it. I know it will be because you said it will. Right. But how, how? will it be? How is this? Going like, can to you be? just clarify this one thing? I'm going to do the thing. Yeah. But like, how is this going to happen? Exactly? I just want to wrap my head around all exactly. that you're asking me, so that then the third thing is the fiat, which yes. was my word of the year many, many years ago, mm. and has continued to just be a really prominent word in my spiritual life. The may it be done. A to me, according to your word. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't always have to understand, but I trust that if it's according to your word that you're going to bring good out of it. Yes. I might not suffer well in the meantime, but I will trust that the what? end result will What? Be we have to pry that control out of your fingers while you're holding you on for dear life? Yes, just ask my children. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, you know, I will not ask your children because I don't think they'd ever stop telling me all about it. Oh, but you know what? If I tell them what Aunt Nicole does, they might be like, we're not going to talk to her anymore. You're going to take away our devices. Like, that is correct. Remember that control? That I is control a possibility. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But again, like if, as we're responding to what God is asking of us, we have to remember that he's these are very specific things to us. Yeah. Like God didn't go to Elizabeth and ask her. Sure. To do what he asked Mary to do. Right. He maybe should have gone to Elizabeth and not Zechariah, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> but then we wouldn't be able to laugh about this that one really true. great line in the Bible, but Dude, my wife is old. old. <laughs> Those are actually, now that I think about it, my second favorite line in the Bible, totally taken out of context, yeah. is Paul. I, Paul, yeah. an old man. <laughs> Sometimes you just, you just like need to be able to laugh at yourself. I mean, it's just helpful. <laughs> yes. But again, like God is asking very specific things of us mm-hmm. based on what he has prepared us for. Like Mary was created before the beginning of time to do this one specific thing. Yeah. We just celebrated the Immaculate Conception. She was immaculately conceived to be able to be the mother of the Son of God, yeah. to be the mother of God. And so there are things that God has prepared us for that he's going to ask us to do mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with what our neighbor has to do, what our husband has to do, what our son or daughter has to do. And he's asking that of each member of our family. Yeah. And so it's really discerning in faith what is it that God has prepared us to do. And I think the hard part about that for all of us, aside mm-hmm. from the pain of letting go of the control, mm-hmm. which is its own pain, is is knowing that sometimes following through mm-hmm. hurts. It does. Right? I mean, it hurts to be bent into the shape of Christ. Mm-hmm. It hurts to break open the ground and allow it to be tilled, to yes. become more fertile, right? Yeah. Like those 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 roots digging into the ground and that sprout coming up through the ground, those are, those are things that are being busted open. Like that can be a painful experience in oh, itself. Yeah. And so sometimes it feels like we just want to run away from whatever that discomfort is. Well, of course. And so having that faith to kind of pull us through and say mm-hmm. like, I'm going to keep my eyes on you, Lord, and I'm going to yeah. keep my eyes on what you have designed me for what you've called me to Mm -hmm. even though this part hurts I know that it's for a purpose that you've called me to to fulfill oh 100% I think the biggest lie I was ever told when somebody first asked me if I knew Jesus was life with Jesus is easier (laughs) lies (laughs) lies you know I'd like to I'd like to tell you that just recently I was scrolling Mm -hmm. through Facebook and there was an ad for some type of planner Mm -hmm. I don't remember the name of it but it was marketed toward Christian people. Yes. I don't know what denomination. I get a lot of weird ads in Facebook because of, <laughs> you know, the people I am acquainted with. Well, I mean, with. we do ministry. And yes. So, yeah. Um, but it said, like, one of the the taglines for, like, trying to promote the planner was, mm-hmm. like, make discipleship effortless uh, oh. 
pain was it like painless and easy or effortless and simple or something like that? And I was I like, feel like that's a I feel like you're doing thing. it wrong. Right. <laughs> if discipleship is effortless and painful and easy, I feel like you're doing it is wrong. Is that from Jesus? That's the question you gotta ask. Who says take up your cross? Yes. Right. Yes. Exactly. In this world you will face persecution. <laughs> but it's so yeah. easy to to fall for that lie that like, yes. yeah, if I'm doing the right thing, then it should be easy. If right. I'm doing the right thing, then I should feel super happy all the time. Right. But I think that there is a distinction to be made that when he equips us for something, that there's an anointing that comes with it. Yes. And so if the only thing you're encountering is resistance and friction in the thing that you are trying to do, then maybe it is there is a sense of needing to step back. And you know, again, like taking a look at your family prayer life, taking a look at your family culture, all of those things that we've talked about over mm-hmm. the year. Yeah. They don't they're not always gonna be easy. Growth isn't easy. It requires some resistance yeah. to be able to build that muscle. I speak as though I work out. Um <laughs> But there's a peace, right, that right. comes with knowing that right. you're doing the right thing. And Mary was so peaceful through the whole ordeal Absolutely. of trying to find a place to give birth, right, in a strange place, right, and away from home, or even like your after this angel comes to her and says, "Yeah, you're going to be the mother of God," she's like, mm, "All right," and then she goes and visits Elizabeth. Yeah. Like, there's a great peace. There's a great purpose. There is energy there. Yes, even if it's difficult. Yes. So. And I think our final thought here is just to know that, you know, as we're looking for these unexpected mm-hmm. surprises, to know that God is always sending us other people who will walk with us right. through those difficult times. Absolutely. You probably have that one friend or family member who you're thinking of right now who's really always been available to you to walk with you or to come to you the way Mary came to Elizabeth, right. even when they're struggling too. Yeah. Um, and you may be called to go reach out to someone while you struggle. And those are all opportunities for us to continue to support each other and be mm-hmm. one large extended body of Christ. Absolutely. And I would say that if you're finding yourself in a space of isolation where you don't feel like you have that community or that person, that the Blessed Mother is somebody we can always turn to. Yes, absolutely. As she goes to Elizabeth, she continues to come to us. From the cross, Jesus gives us his mother. Yes. And so, especially in the season of Advent, especially in the season of, of our Lord's birth, as if you are struggling in being isolated or maybe not where you thought you would be. Know that Mary knows what that is. Yes, amen. So our challenge for you this week is really simple because we love Mary so much and she brings us so much wisdom and peace and inspiration Mm -hmm. and maybe a little bit of conviction. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Is to pray the litany of Mary that's found on 52sundays.com for the fourth Sunday of Advent. Um, it's it's really beautifully done. And I love talking with my kids about the different names we have for Mary and what they mean and what they reference because a lot of it we can find in the Old Testament. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And those are prayers that Mary herself prayed as a child, which right. my daughter loves to hear about Mary as a little girl. Aww. So it's always You're nice right. to be able I to point back to those. Yeah. Yes. yeah, that's lovely. And because we are also right upon Christmas after that 24-hour week of fourth week of Advent, maybe throw a birthday party for Jesus, bake a cake. Who doesn't want a cake? I love Don't cake. eat it before Jesus gets here. However, there it is. <laughs> right. Don't eat the cake before the guest of honor shows up. Yes. So maybe a little birthday cake for Jesus. Yes. Thank you for listening to Beyond Sunday. We wish you and your families all the hope, peace, joy, and love of this season as you celebrate the birth of Jesus this week. Find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can always reach us at beyondsunday at aod.org.
This episode of Beyond Sunday has been brought to you by Assumption University in Windsor, Ontario, one of Canada's most historic Catholic institutes of higher learning, tracing its origins to 1857. Learn more about their online graduate diploma in Catholic studies by going to assumptionu.ca or follow them on Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, or Instagram.